Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance. I'm Jessen. And I'm Juliet. And today we have a mini-sode on tropes. Yay. We're so excited. We're going to be talking about the best and worst tropes. Technically, it's our favorite and least favorite. It's mm-hmm. not like the best, because yeah. it's all subjective. Yes, Everybody exactly. Everybody has an opinion. That's true. That's true. And we just wanted to talk Opinions about like differ. what we really love and what mm-hmm. really doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd make that into a fun little mini-sode. I'm so looking forward to this. Me too too and we also decided like how appropriate would it be if we did a <laughs> mini-sode on tropes to ask our fellow romance podcasters from learning the tropes to submit their favorite yes. and least favorite romance tropes. i'm so excited for this so i'm so excited that aaron and clayton were able to tune in on the podcast mm-hmm. and join us and tell us about what they love and don't love. <laughs> so I'm going to hand it off to them. They're going to tell you and then we'll be back and we'll have tons of stuff to talk oh, about. Yes. Hey, everybody. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. <laughs> and we're your guests. Yes. Um, so Juliet and Jessen asked us to come by and talk to you a little bit about our favorite tropes. We're in the business of tropes. We're the host of the Learning the Tropes podcast. Yes. Where romance novel veteran. And virgin review different romance novels um they wanted us to talk about tropes clayton what's your favorite trope my favorite trope if anybody listens to our podcast learning the tropes i'm gonna say it as many times as i possibly can because (laughs) it it, it is part partly plug right we're partly plugging so it is hidden or secret places Mm -hmm. a secret passageway a, a hidden garden a trap door any sort of thing like that i just get tingles I love it. What are what are your favorite secret places that we've read? I love in the in the Rogue Not Taken by Sarah McLean. There is a maze that is a hidden maze that has a Minotaur statue in it, and I love that so much because I love the Minotaur as well. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great one. So, Aaron, what is one of your favorites? I love uh, a brother lover. I like married to the wrong brother. <laughs> okay. Uh, we read that in, uh, Texas Destiny by Lorraine Heath. Yes. Lorraine Heath, a true goddess, can do no wrong. That was also a trope featured in, uh, Earl Takes All, which is a very different thing, but I would say Texas Destiny is one of my top romance novels. Now, am I correct in saying that there is a shaving scene in Texas Destiny? Mm Mm-hmm. That's one of my other favorite tropes. Yeah, you do love a shaving scene. Is when a heroine shaves a hero Mm -hmm. or when anybody shaves anybody because Devlin Winter by the Queen Lisa Claypass has a great scene where St. Vincent shaves the father of the heroine. His father-in-law, yeah. His father-in-law. That's lovely too. That's such a lovely scene. I don't mean to go negative, Clayton, but what are tropes that you don't like? Well, I don't like windfalls i don't like Mm. arbitrary windfalls so that a lot of times so i don't mind when a character wins the lottery or comes into money and that precipitates the plot what i don't like is when money or winnings or jewelry or something gets plopped into someone's lap at the very end of a book and solves all their problems yeah that i'm not a big fan of unless it's done well and here's the thing about tropes there are tropes that i can hate but if they're done well i can respect them and maybe even like them what about yourself i don't like a bully trope it's not for me 
Although, you know, you say that, and then I'm reminded of a Courtney Milan book. I can't remember what it's called, but it's one of her novellas, and it's a it's a bully redemption, and it's done so well because also like Courtney Milan is amazing, and everything she does is amazing. Um, but in general, if you tell me it's a bully redemption romance, mm, I might just give it a pass. Uh, I also don't love second chance romances because it's sort of like, well, why'd you break up? Normally, it's kind of a big deal, but then again, again, the magic is so good. So, you know what? <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's, it, it's, it's the true thing of like, yeah, there are tropes that I'm not drawn to. If I'm just reading like not for the podcast, just for myself, I wouldn't pick up one of the books with these tropes. But if it's done well, I'm in. Exactly. I'm doing it. Anyway, so if you want to hear more of this talk about tropes, uh, you can listen to Learning the Tropes. However, you're listening to this podcast. Download us. I think we're pretty much everywhere. Oh, yeah. We're we have everywhere. some fun episodes coming up. So next Wednesday is uh, a departure for us. We're going to be talking about a movie instead of a book. We're going to be talking about um, To All the Boys I Loved Before 2. P.S. I Still Love You. Um, And then the next week after that, we are talking about Act Like It by Lucy Parker. So that's what we got coming up, guys. Um, We want to say we're big fans of Smart Women Read Romance. We love this podcast. Uh, if you love it as much as we do, maybe you'll like ours. Check it out. Yeah. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Valentine's Day, guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, we're back. It's Justin and Juliet again. Yeah. Clayton, thank you for reminding us that it's Valentine's Day. I know, because I totally forgot. I was like, oh, crap, it so is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we planned for this to be yes, on Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, we did. We did. So I'm so I do want to also touch on what Aaron says. My least favorite tropes whenever we get to that, because of course we're gonna do our favorites first, but my right. are my least favorite tropes. It's not that I don't love books that utilize that trope. It's just that it's harder for me to right. love them. Right. Like it exactly. has to be done exactly. in a way that like, you know, really overcomes my there's... like initial response of like no exactly exactly <laughs> and that's what i was going to tell you is i don't think there's a trope that i hate or be like no never yeah you know um but there are definitely some that i'm like mm, no thank you yeah you know? <laughs> i can definitely think of one and we'll get yeah, to we'll, that we'll, we'll get, get to, to that, that later <laughs> let's talk about um what erin clayton shared though okay so it's so funny because um i think that clayton has a lot of the hathaways on the brain they just finished the whole <laughs> i don't blame him a whole month of reading yes. the hathaway novels by lisa claypas you yeah. know that we love them and i love how Clay- one of clayton's favorite is secret places because mm-hmm. lisa claypas has that everywhere places like mm-hmm. passageways in Jenner's yes. and in the Rutledge Hotel. I, I think he's just in love with Lisa Klebus. Yeah, and the shaving <laughs> stuff too. Yes. Oh, the shaving, and that that reminded me of um Devil's Daughter. Yeah, he mentioned the one in Devil's Winter, but it also happens with yes, Devil, uh, yes. Devil's Daughter. Yes, and so that was whew, those are so, those are super scene. fun, like very specific, mm-hmm. uh, and I love it. I love and it. I loved Aaron talking about the um the brother lover. <laughs> True, oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> and we just did uh, Mia Sosa's "The Worst Best Man," yes, which is exactly, exactly that. Her ex, so she falls good. in love with her ex fiance. Yes, brother. so good. So that so was that fun. was fun. I loved hearing what they had to say. Yes, me too. So let's 
get into our favorite tropes. Julia, you kick it off. Okay. What's your so, number one favorite trope? I like. The, the, these okay. Really yeah. I was like, order. please don't make me rank all the We're pressure. Not We're not ranking. <laughs> the first just, one on my list. Yes. Okay. And it was the first one that came to mind, but <laughs> this will not be a shocker to any of you who've been listening to us. No. Enemies to lovers. Enemies to Enemies lovers. lovers. It's so amazing. Oh, y'all. The banter, the steamy sexual tension. It tends like, to be a little bit more oh, quippy because they don't like Definitely each other. more quippy. It's a little snarky. I yes. love the snark. Like, Mm-hmm. bring me all the snark and so i think of like some of my favorites the opposite of you uh, which of is horse my god it's so good <laughs> so good the hating game one of my all-time favorites yes. um even bittersweet serena oh bowen goodness. grumpy griff but yeah bittersweet oh, oh yeah and um i thought of the deal too yes yeah you know great, great enemies to lovers and I those really are all my re- some rereads for me yes you know so. Exactly. And uh, one that I'm going to sneak in here <clears throat> is that kind of goes hand in hand with enemies to lovers. It's a, mm-hmm. it's usually something that <laughs> is featured in this one is forced proximity. It's like yes. if they don't like each other, we have to get it's them perfect. together. Perfect. So it's that's like, why Sally mm-hmm. Thorne was just like a fucking a genius mix. with the hating game. Like they despise each other and they have to work across from each other every single day. <laughs> you know, it, creates, it makes oh, for some very interesting. So things. fun. Oh my god! I now I want to go reread that them. one. Just thinking about it. Of course. Uh, okay, let's hear your okay. first on your list. So this one's a very Justin specific one. <laughs> this is a shocker. So this is so funny. <laughs> If you if you weren't aware, and it's still ongoing, the final results will not be posted until mm. Saturday. But we're doing a romance trope survey on guys, our Instagram this story. This survey is so fun. So we're voting. I did a bunch of romance tropes, and we're a voting bunch. on them. Mm-hmm. And I was actually surprised that this one got past the first round. I thought that it would not get voted past the first round, but it did yeah. survive. It did survive. Yeah. And um, that's single dad. And that's very <laughs> just specific to me because it's like what I find attractive in mm-hmm, a guy. It's mm-hmm. like I love the caregiver yes, aspect. The nurturing the father. The nurturing and like a guy doing something mm-hmm. that's mostly in a woman's wheelhouse. Right, Like taking right, care of the right. kids. Like, if there is a scene in a book with a single dad and he's fixing his daughter's hair, like oh, knows how to braid and everything, God. I'm like, oh my God, marry yes. me. Marry I swear, me. I swear. I think it's just so caring it and is. lovely. And, and I, it's so funny you say that because I mean, I think one of my favorite pictures is of Kevin doing Noelle's hair, like back in the day yes. when she was little, little bitty. And it's I just, I absolutely ugh. adore those. Yes. And some of my favorite books that have a single dad trope are Egomaniac by mm. Mike Keelan. Yes. I love it. He's such a good dad. Oh, Drew. You would not expect it. <laughs> I love him so much. You would not expect Mm-mm. it. Scandalous by LJ Shin. Mm. He is such a bad boy, but he's so, oh my God. Such a His good daughter dad. Luna is so amazing. Mm. She's also the heroine of Broken Night, one of yes. her more recent books. And then of course, <clears throat> Hookshot by Kennedy Ryan. Oh yes. my goodness. Love, love, love. Yes. So all, all the hot dads all the time. It yes. definitely makes me swoon. Uh, definitely. I love it. Okay, so my next one, and this is shocking because, y'all, honestly, this was one of my least favorites for this a while. This is really funny because I don't think that this would have made it on your list until and, until we did the podcast. Right. I think the podcast it definitely would changed not. your mind 100%. Because you were having me reading all these different tropes, and I was like, okay, I'll read it. You know, and then <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, it's so fucking good. I love it, you know. Yeah. So it is Friends to Lovers. Yes. You guys, you guys. So first off, um, 
what I love about it, it's typically a slow burn. Yes. And we have... Because you have to get out the friend zone. Yes. You know? And it's usually the hero that is secretly in love and pining for the heroine. I think that's the situation that I most love. Me too. Whenever the when it's the hero is in love for. with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lingus was one of those that... Well, that was... And that she one, was she pining was pining for him. him. And it's funny. It's funny that happened that way because he was like confused. Like, no, we're just friends. We're just friends. But then he like <laughs> fell off a cliff when he yes. realized it. It was so Lingus good. Is is one of the most underrated Mariana Zapata Yo. books. It is oh. so good. And if you don't like French to lovers, I urge you to try that one. Yeah, I urge you to so try good. Mariana Zapata in general because yeah. she does the slow burn friends to lovers. It's almost every one of her books. Yeah. Honestly, she does it. Oh God, there's no one else. Um, well, of course, there's Penny Reed. <laughs> Who does dating ish, which I just reread last week because I just needed Marie and Matt and oh just to cheer me up. It, yes. I just needed that humor and it's wonderful. You know, Chris Reed's romance just posted a photo today with dating ish, uh, on, on no. the cover, the new cover. It's so beautiful. I oh. love it. And oh. yeah, Marie and Matt are one of my favorite. Friends to Lovers couples. Oh, absolutely. And another one I loved was, uh, Baking Me Crazy. Yeah, by Carla, Carla Sorensen. That's how we good. discovered her. Oh, yeah. Levi. Levi. <laughs> oh, dreamy, dreamy hero. Oh, my goodness. Those are so good. Okay, so let's see another one. my next one, possibly, it's probably my favorite, mm-hmm. is Opposites Attract. Yes. I'm I on, love whenever I'm on board. they're opposites. <laughs> 100%. I'm on so board. so fun. Mm, and yes. um, I really love the specific situation where we have like a grumpy hero yes. and like an outgoing, sunshiny, positive outlook. <laughs> Lucy and of. Josh Templeman in The Hating Game. <laughs> You're obsessed. I am. Whatever. Um, shut up. <laughs> so I just love this trope because it's like, there's, I love it whenever they're, they're so different. Mm-hmm. It could never work out. But oh, wait. You're my missing puzzle piece. You fit me just right. Oh my gosh. How did that happen? I love when that happens. Okay. And it's also just like a balance, like how these yes. people compliment each other. Yes. Maybe they're, you know, I don't want to say deficient because that means something's wrong, but I know. maybe, maybe the other person you just complete bolster. me. Exactly. God, let's yeah. not get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. No. We must throw in a cliche. No. Okay. Um, but, um, so focused is yes. one of my favorite opposites attract Ugh. and um also love lettering i hmm. love lettering was one that just kind of like snuck up on me both and I, recent reads yes both recent actually. reads actually those are the first reads that i had in 2020 mm-hmm. those are two of my first reads yeah. and then <laughs> a more recent read it's not even out yet but chasing cassandra <laughs> by lisa clapis her final book in the Ravnell series is a huge opposites attract and it works so well. Wonderful. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite. It yes, is hands yes. down. I, I, I'm picking a favorite. Yes. Well, I have to say attract. I'm right there with you. I love opposites attract too. It's one of my tops. Too. Okay. What's your next one? Okay. This one's kind of a, a really specific one is the next door neighbor. Oh, I love, I next love door the next door neighbor. Because that also employs the forced proximity. Yes. Like they have to be Exactly. And that's what I was thinking. It also, because you and I love Force proximity. That's yeah. like one of our favorite things. Yes. Um, I love that like neighbor nuisance stalking. You know, <laughs> there's always some stalking going on. Like, what are they Spying doing? Next door? In the window, yeah, like, through the window over the fence. Over you know, the fence. there's always some shenanigans. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. She's prancing around her in her bikini, whatever. Oh god. Um, it made me think of Promise Me, which you and I love oh, by Robin Beelman and Samantha love Beck. That one. That one so fun. good, so good. Uh, the bombshell effect. Yes. Carla Sorensen, Washington Wolves, amazing. And 
uh, a recent read for me was The Boss Next Door by Max Monroe. Yes. Which is also set in New Orleans, which is really cool. Yeah. But, um, but he's also her boss and their neighbors. Yeah. So that's <laughs> like perfect. A lot Double of trope. Double tropes. A lot of complications. It was awesome, though. I, I do it. love the um, I do love the next door trope. I think my favorite one uh, that I read was Man Cuffed by Serena Bowen. It was such an awesome Oh, yeah. And it's, what's funny is the neighbor romances tend to be enemies to lovers. It's true. You know, because <laughs> they like annoy the shit out of each other and they like fall for each other. Well, man cuff, the reason why I like it so much is because their walls are really thin and she can hear him <laughs> banging chicks on no. the other side of the wall. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. I have it's to read so that good. one. I love it. All right. It's really good. On my list. Okay. So this is also another very Jessen-specific trope that mm-hmm. I love. And I've mentioned my love of this oh, yeah. multiple times. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not another shocker. <laughs> I love chef romances. <laughs> yes. Oh, my uh, goodness. I yes. love cooking. When mm-hmm. there's sexy chef thrown in the mix mm-hmm. of a romance, I am so down. <laughs> okay. We've already talked about our love of the opposite of you. Yeah. Because a bearded Killian, chef. Bearded, tattooed <laughs> chef. Come oh on, my god, y'all. just take me now. Okay? I know, like, what are you doing? Everything to me. <laughs> like, I will find a guy who will cook for me. I like yeah. cooking, but like, I would also like people to cook yes. for me. Yes. And then A Cowboy to Remember by Rebecca Weatherspoon. So good. I'm it's, so excited to read this after you told me about oh it. Oh my goodness. She's such, I can't wait. She's an amazing chef. And I just, every time they cook, I'm just so hungry. I know. <laughs> I know. That's the only thing about the chef books. Once they're That's cooking true. and describing the food, I'm like, I got a snack while I'm reading, it's you true. know, to That's make it true. through. <laughs> and then, of course, Beard Science. Yes. One of our favorite books of all time. And one of my favorite heroines, too. Yes. They Heroes both cook. Cletus and his sausage. Oh. And <laughs> Jennifer and her baking. Okay. Oh, I have a Cletus question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So you know how there's going to be a spinoff with Cletus and Jennifer. Right, the espionage one. Mm-hmm. Yes, the handcrafted mysteries. <clears throat> I'm wondering if Cletus will ever open his pie in dulcimer shop <gasps> with, yes, Jennifer. with Jennifer. Because he talks that was... about that, and I'm just like, well, how perfect. She can make the pie crust, and exactly. you can make the sausage filling, yes. and it'll be a perfect match made in oh. heaven. Like, please show up please. in Green Valley. Please. I want that. Okay. <laughs> this is turning out to be Jess's wish, wish list. I was about to say, hashtag wish list. <laughs> Penny Reed, please listen. Okay, so what is your next Oh, okay, so one? my next one, I'm moving into sports romance, but very specifically football romance. Mm. You guys, football, football. players are hot. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's just, I and we're a big um, a football say, family. It's very much yeah. a sport that... Yes, it's a family well, it's a family, watch. you know, like, you know, my son's played and like we watch it all the time. We are fans. We go to the games like we love football. Mm-hmm. OK, and and I and I kind of know the sport a little bit. So I guess it, it's fun, like reading it and especially with others who really know the sport as well. And yes, yes. Like focused really had like yes. some really good scenes talking about the actual like game and stuff. Oh, I really yeah. loved it. It was so awesome. So, um, yeah, focus was one of my lists, of course. And all of the Washington Wolves are my favorites. <laughs> Those are really good football romances. I love them. Yeah. And then also it made me think of Rachel Van Dyken's book. Um, fraternize. Oh, yeah, she had like a duet. It yes. wasn't like a duet between like the same couple, but it was in like the same universe. Right. You were the one who recommended that one yes. to me, and I loved it. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was definitely good. Of course, I have to throw in my um my counter argument for hockey <laughs> romance. Just Which saying. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know 
I throw any shade on hockey romance because yeah. hey <laughs> that's I hot i love it's hockey really sexy yes, maybe yes. it's because they fight on the on the ice, i know but it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> all that testosterone yeah mm, it's nice so another one that i really love is forbidden love yes and this is where specifically my age gap love comes in mm-hmm. and guys it's so funny because whenever I started the romance trope survey mm-hmm. on Instagram and initially I had asked the question, what's your favorite? And then follow up question, what's your least favorite? And it's so funny to see the differing responses because some people are like, I love age gap. And they're yeah. like, if it has an age gap, I hate it. Oh my god! And like it happened with like friends to lovers. <laughs> and like, it was like, it's people, people are getting so, so different vehement yes. about their opinions. Yes. So it's I do so love funny. a good age gap, but that's personal preference because right. of, I, 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 I enjoy that as well. I never liked younger guys or mm-hmm. guys that are my <laughs> even your age. age yeah forbidden yeah. love is a so, great trope. but it's also it's not just age gap i also love like the love interest is the ex of a best friend yes or the brother's best yes. friend like something where it's like oh we really shouldn't do yeah this. we shouldn't we shouldn't but, but the attraction <laughs> but we can't is control just it. too great yes so we can't yes so some of my favorites are birthday girl which has an age gap awesome Kissing Tolstoy, which has an age gap, plus it's a professor and a student romance, which I really love the way that it plays out because it's not like in a creepy way. They actually met before. I can't believe I haven't read that. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I haven't read that. Am I going to have to put it on the podcast just so you'll read it? No, I'm going to read it because I I just, I love the whole professor student thing. Mm. And then Culty, of course, one of my my all-time favorites. Mm -hmm. Culty, I mean, could not. Kiss of Snow. Okay. Yes. Kiss of Snow. We Hawk love and Hawk and Sienna from the Side Changeling mm-hmm. series by Nalini Singh. And then White Lilies, which you have yet yes. to read, but it's I still, told it's you It's still about my Kindle. There's, there's a forbidden element, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say it because <laughs> I'm not sure if they mention completely what it's about in the, in the blurb. You had told me, and I was and like, I know oh that my a God. lot of people would be turned off <clears> by <throat> this type of like forbidden romance. Right. But it's so freaking good. Like, I know. Anytime. I love it. You recommend something to me, I'm I give it a try. Even though I, I, my automatic reaction might be, uh, no, you yeah. know, like no. I don't know if I can handle that. I love it. Also, you know what? I also thought of was Torn, Carrie and Cole. Oh my goodness, one Absolutely. of my favorites. Torn. We did a whole podcast on that. One. We did so a podcast good. on a lot of these. Yeah, a lot of these actually, <laughs> actually most of them, except for White Lilies and Kissing Tolstoy. Yeah. So my next one is y'all small town. Of course, come on. I love a good small town. It's just because I guess i've never lived in a big city and so it's like <laughs> it's super relatable for us whenever i read about a book in a small town I'm like oh Yay! my goodness i love that <laughs> yes. i love you we, know we're back home yes mm-hmm. i love knowing everybody yes it also creates you bump into really everybody at walmart or wherever yes. yes really funny situations like nosy you know nosy parents and their funny friends. locals quirky characters yeah the gossip that just like permeates <laughs> the town like it just creates yes. some very it does. It does. It, it's situational comedy yes, for sure. Absolutely. But um, yeah, all the small towns I tend to like are like the rom comedy. Like normal. I mm-hmm. like um, heroes and heroines who have normal jobs, and that tends to happen yes. in small town romance. That's actually what I was going to say because you and I had talked about how we really enjoy some like blue collar worker yeah. 
heroes and heroines, yes. you know, and Not we don't see enough of that. in the big city, but no, you're just, No, it know. can't, but it just tends to, I don't know, it seems to work out better in small towns or something. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. It just happens yeah. more in small yes. town So I romances. love small town romances. <laughs> it's just fun. So I also love the trope utilizing <clears throat> childhood crushes. And for oh, me, yes. it's something that's really satisfying about reading the story of someone so sure that they found like mm-hmm. the one, like very early on, but it doesn't work out because... Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's like the brother's best friend kind of thing. Right. But one of my favorite childhood crushes is uh, Goodbye Paradise by Serena Bowen. And it is, I love this because I think this was actually written um, under another pen name before she started writing under Serena Bowen and did the whole True North series. Because if you read the True North series, Zach comes from a cult called paradise like it's the paradise cult mm-hmm. and this one is whenever she established the paradise cult i believe and goodbye paradise is about um two guys and they're in the cult and one of them definitely knows he's gay and he <laughs> is in love with his best friend and of course the cult is like not lgbt friendly at all and it's just really beautiful like he's always had feelings for him and i really love it like, i boom. love yeah, I, I love childhood like it. crush it's different to me than second chance you know what i mean it's very different well yeah because it's like i'm not somebody that you've had a relationship right it's just someone with. you've crushed on from afar yes like one of my favorites too is uh max monroe which i've been kind of like <laughs> i'm not pushing her i promise you but my br- brother's billionaire best friend god say that 10 times really fast yeah that's a lot um, of bees but it's so cute again it's you know the brother's best friend trope and he never really noticed her she thought but oh my gosh it's the cutest one it is so good is. oh my goodness it's time to get into the negative. What is our least favorite trope? Oh my gosh. Juliet. Okay. Are we ready? You want to give your first one? <laughs> okay. And I do want to reiterate that does not mean that we don't love books because some of these I can I have rated five stars. Like right. Some there have been books that have this trope that I've yeah. rated five yeah. stars. And again, yeah, like we said, like doesn't mean we hate this trope. No. It's just not one we would gravitate toward. It's, I have like and a, a Pavlovian response mm-hmm. to certain things yeah. that I'm automatically like, ooh, I don't really want to. Yeah. But maybe because someone yeah. said read it. Okay, fine. <laughs> but I could go read this Opposites Attract one over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to read something else. <laughs> yeah. If, if faced between the choice of something yes. that has yeah. my least favorite trope right. or my most favorite I'm gonna leave that one in yeah. the dust. So this is you know? completely personal opinion, guys. Yes. Completely personal opinion. So my first one is reverse harem. Yes. Because she does not like I it. I do not. Um guys, I just it just doesn't satisfy my romantic side. Um, in my opinion, sharing is not caring <laughs> in this instance for me. Um, I am super possessive and no, no. You just like one-on-one. Yeah. One-on-one relationship development is your thing. Yes. Yes. Yep. Which I know you're going to challenge me with. Not with a reverse harem. No, not a reverse harem. No, it's not a reverse harem. But it is a polyamorous book. Yes. That I felt it was really well done. And I'm going to read it. And not just like an erotic romance right like I, I, it wasn't erotica and yeah. it wasn't erotic to me there's romantic. a definite difference romance. between a romance and an erotic you know i mean yeah definitely, there are definitely three. there's difference. romance there's erotic romance and there's erotica yes and exactly. i think that reverse harem usually tends toward erotica agreed agreed <laughs> and it's just not my jam yep. i know a lot of people agreed. like it agreed. and if you do you just go girl yep 
or boy, whatever. Okay. Uh, my next one is kind of like a universally loved trope. But for me, <laughs> it's just worn thin You're about to get me. the hammer. So I don't like <laughs> anymore <laughs> motorcycle romances. So dramatic. I do not like MC romances anymore. I just i find like to a phase are it might be just the books that i'm picking up lately mm-hmm. i used to really love this one yeah and now yeah. i'm just kind of like mm, it's overdone yeah i just feel like it's like that song that keeps mm-hmm. playing on the radio yeah i'm just like oh, okay stop <laughs> and i heard you i feel already. like the plot line kind of follows a similar right, pattern right, in right. all mc yes. romances yes. now there's lots of illegal they're bad stuff boys going good going bad yeah <laughs> kind it's of like thing. Repetitive danger plotline involving yes. like the Russian mafia yeah. or the cartel. They're the kidnapping the heroine for yeah, some reason. Exactly. <laughs> and I can't help but compare every MC romance to episodes of Sons of Anarchy. Like oh, from reading the romance, I'm yeah. like, that happened in an episode that, that of Sons happened. of Anarchy. I saw that episode. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. They, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, this person's supposed to be Jax Teller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just personal preference. Yeah. I can't <clears throat> love them anymore. Okay. So in the same vein, um, this is a very popular trope that, again, is just tired for me. And yes. that is the billionaires. Same. And I think it's this hilarious. Is, this is also one of my least favorites. <sighs> but Juliet's going to talk about like, this it one. It really needs something special to make me to make them fresh for me. Exactly. And, and I you think love the Max Monroe yes, billionaires. And that's what's hysterical to me is I love, love, love Max Monroe's billionaire series. But it's just not about, it's not about we're jetting off somewhere, you know, I'm showering her in gifts or, okay, you know, so whatever. Okay, so this is why I you don't know. like billionaire romances anymore. I feel like whenever you have a character, whether it be the man or the woman, mm-hmm. and they have lots of money, right? it's like their problems are a little bit lessened or right. like their problems their are a little bit less empathetic to mm-hmm. me as a normal person. Right. It's like, oh, I'm the yeah. CEO. I have so much responsibility, but I don't have love. And it's just like. <laughs> yeah. FYI, guys, we are not know, billionaires. He, they, so. they, they live in a penthouse. <laughs> they have like chefs and whatnot. Yes, they really don't private have. private chefs. They have a driver in New York always. I can relate more to like the <clears throat> money struggle right. and the like you're trying to do something that you love, but <laughs> yeah. ended up in a job that you hate. I yeah. can Maybe that's why we like the small town. It's It's true. Yeah. And so, again, that's, again, a very personal opinion. And sometimes people love billionaires because it's an escape. It it is totally different from where they are, you know, in life or whatever, you know. And and I get that. I totally understand it. My next least favorite is kind of related in the same way that I don't love billionaires. I don't love this one. And Mm -hmm. that's modern royals. Like, Mm -hmm. if there's something that has modern royals in the book, I automatically don't love it because – it's another powerful person with a lot of money that just needs love. And right. their conflict is usually, you know, stuffy old school parents that don't want the <laughs> lowly commoner to be with their right. special Who's exactly they're falling in love prince. with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or it's scheming relatives who want the throne. Right. Exactly. And it's just like, to me. I read that book. The conflicts aren't interesting enough yeah. <laughs> to hold my attention, and well, the the conflict tends to, like, to be the same. Empathize, like you yeah. I need to like empathize with this yeah. character, and I think that's the thing. Like, some and of the also tropes, like some of the made up like countries is just some of them are really nice sounding. <laughs> well, and some of them are really Where's that? Where's that? <laughs> and also, it's like yes, this small little country in between France and Spain. <laughs> 
She's like from Spain. Just like yes. a little bitty, like mo- yeah. like little Monaco's yes. everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. Some All ki- over Europe. Some kingdom island off the coast yes. of Ireland. But like I said, some modern royals, like <clears throat> Alyssa Cole did a really interesting modern royal series. Yeah. I really like that whenever you can bring something different to the table. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And I think that's what I'm seeing a trend already. It's like these tropes that are our least favorites, they all have we've seen so many of the exact same plot line mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. And so it takes something special to make it special, to stand you know, out. right. To, stand out to make us. us like, Oh, okay. This and that's is why definitely we love recommendations because it's yes. like y'all filter through all of that and yeah. give me the good ones. Yeah. Cause it was your friend, um, Danny who recommended Maximum Row. Right. Yep. And Danny I was just did. like, Oh yes. It's true. My next one is, um, second chance romance, yeah. which was also Aaron's, Aaron's um, Aaron one of her least favorites. This is also one of, my least favorites too. yeah i have a lot of knots yeah yeah <laughs> Justin, i don't love second chance either it's just y'all i i just feel like see i like seeing the couple fall in love for the first time mm-hmm. and if they have this history where it didn't work the first time where they actually had a relationship not just a crush not just oh we were kind of friends and, you mm-hmm. know, no, they actually had a relationship and then they try again. I'm like, what's yeah. changed? What what was the falling out about? Right. And I think that that's key too, because whenever you do second <clears throat> chance romances, the falling out has to be enough to where you can see why they were separated for so long right. and right. why they Without us just going to flashback but backstory. But it can't be so bad that you cannot overcome it. Right. And it's so either with like the why I don't love second chance romances because it's usually the conflict is not working for me. Right. It's either like that was a stupid reason. Yes. And it's miscommunication. Miscommunication. A misunderstanding. Uh, which jinx. I hate. Yes, me too. I absolutely hate it. I'm like, this is so stupid. It's usually something that the characters could have just, just said made it one go away. sentence yeah, so they just and it would have been away. fine. Yeah. But the yeah. other person is so hurt that they won't let the other person talk. Be <laughs> yeah, like, they're butthurt for life. You can't. Don't try <laughs> to speak. Yes. Stop talking to me. I don't want to hear it. But I just want to tell you, no. No, I just want to. No. Like, come on. Just like fucking tell her. Like, hold her down and tell her. Make her listen to you. (laughs) So I don't love Second Chance Romance either because it's like that fine line. But one of our favorite books of all time uses the Second Chance Romance trope, which is the Grip series. Which is the Grip series. And that's entirely different. Because the reason they're not together makes so, so, so much sense. Yes. And of course, personal preference. Just mm-hmm. like this was a second chance romance that worked for us. Right. Okay. My next least favorite one <clears throat> is marriage of convenience. And this trope can be done so well. Mm-hmm. So well. Because I love them. Yeah. I have so many five star ones. Zenny by Rebecca Weatherspoon. Yeah. See, I'm kind of lukewarm about this one. Devil I'm in between. Devil Winter mm-hmm. is a good one. Chasing Cassandra is a good one as well. Um, but I guess this is also like fake relationship. I also think that marriage of convenience can be done more easily in historical romances. Right. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Modern day would be but like fake modern, relationship or modern, fake boyfriend. But, but fake relationships is a totally different thing because you can like fake date and like that's do an amical true. breakup. But marriage that's of convenience true. is you're actually getting married, married. to someone mm-hmm. and then you're going to have to divorce them, which yeah. of course, yeah. if it's a romance, it, they not. end up together. Right. Right. But. I find that it's harder to find conventional reasons for marriage yeah. <laughs> of convenience yeah. in modern day, but it yeah. can be done. But I yeah. did recently, the reason why this one's on here is I just recently read one that I hated. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is 
so dumb. So I didn't love it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to need to find out what that like one it. is. This is why I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. And it was like this big secret. Like, why do we have to? Why? Like, oh, just like I have a lot more information. Just don't worry about it. Let's just get married. I'm just like, what? I just I have more information, but I can't tell you now. Yes. I'm just like, <laughs> like, 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 we're on a time crunch. Are you going to marry me or yes. not? I mean, like, no. Let <laughs> me wait three months for that to fester. I don't know you. And then I'll get back and tell you. And solve everything. Anyway, so that's anyway. that's one one of mine that I think needs to be done well for me to like it. But I yeah. do love it when it works out, though. Yeah, but it's just something yeah. that I'm skeptical about. Because there in. are some great ones. Yeah. Uh, so okay, my next one is love triangles, y'all. Yeah. Love triangles. I used to love them. Okay. Whenever I was reading YA, I loved <laughs> that, but them. That's what I was going to tell you. Okay, so this is my thing about love triangles, y'all. It means the heroine is indecisive and doesn't know her mind and mm. possibly a weak character. Mm-hmm. If she's wavering between falling in love with two men, then she doesn't know what the fuck she wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't like women not like that. I don't like my heroines like that. I know in real life, maybe we may make that decision, but yeah. you know, whatever. But that's why we typically see this. And they always tend to be overly dramatic too. Yeah. So we see this a lot, like you said, in YA series like Twilight, yes. you know, <laughs> Vampire Academy, which is one of our favorites. I love Vampire Academy. But there's definitely a love triangle I going on in that one. I also love the Cassandra Clare Mortal Instrument series. Yeah. But I do feel like the YA that comes out today is completely different from what we were reading whenever yeah. we were doing YA. Right. So anyway, it was it, it was definitely overutilized and I just was over it by the time. Mm-hmm. I migrated into <laughs> yeah. my new authors. <laughs> yeah. So my next one is the Cinderella transformation. It Cinderella. Gag me. Yeah. Okay. So. Makeover. Time for a makeover. This happens a lot, or at least <clears throat> this happens in a way I do not like a lot in mm-hmm. new adult romances. This is a specific situation that I really don't like. I know. We've talked about is this. That the girl, the nerdy girl, who's like mm-hmm. so studious, never goes mm-hmm. out, and she always wears baggy clothes and to hide her body. And and her and her best friend's the outgoing one, loves to party, and convinces mm-hmm. her, "Oh no, we're gonna dress, we're gonna dress super revealing." And I don't care if you feel yeah. uncomfortable. And you how are look they best great. friends? Put your boobs out. And I'm just like, I'm like, this girl's not comfortable wearing that. Like, if, if she's comfortable, she's yeah. like, by day, she's like, I want to be comfortable. By night, she's like, I want to get all dressed up. That's yeah. on her. Yeah. But I don't like it whenever it feels like they're pulling them out of their comfort zone yeah they're Mm -hmm. being forced to dress in a way Mm -hmm. or act in a way that is not within their personality and of course they go to a frat party of course the jock that they've been secretly pining over oh my god he sees her across the room oh and now he notices her (laughs) what and i'm just like no i don't like it there's some hot music and beer pong going on and he's just (laughs) don't like it get over there Mm -hmm. i don't like it yeah there's also another I've read another situation specifically that comes to mind that was not new adult. Um, and it was actually Cinderella transformation toward the end of the book, which for me, it was even worse because it was like, they're like falling in love, but it's like the conflict doesn't get resolved until she has her transformation. And I'm just like, Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. We do not need to change for no man. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say too. This also makes me think of a YA sort of thing where, yeah, she has a makeover. Like, I always think of like those teenage movies, yeah. you know, where it always happens. You know, exactly. she's all that and things like that. I just don't like, like, you never notice this person until they change their looks. Right. And now oh, you notice okay. them. And they had to change themselves for, to be noticed. Yeah. yeah. Don't we don't, like we it. don't like it where the heroine isn't confident and love herself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As she is. And so I think that's, that's just something you and I share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. So. 
Next one. Please don't hate me out there, people. Um, <laughs> BDSM. BDSM. And it's not that I haven't enjoyed these immensely in the past, you know, but um, I'm just not into reading about the doms and submissive and the playrooms and the red rooms and all of that. That's a great anymore. point because it's, I think it's the whole aspect of like the recreating 50 shades of gray. Yes. And like all yes. of the BDSMs have this specific like mm-hmm. red room, the playroom. Right. Where they have all this equipment and they're introducing, someone's introducing someone else to the lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't work for me anymore. <laughs> right, right. And it was like, it was such a new thing whenever Fifty Shades, like a novelty for me. Well, it you was, know? you know, not to be, you know, it's titillating. It was titillating. You know, yeah, it's just it's like, like oh, what is this? I know. It's like, oh my goodness. I haven't read a book like this before. Like, yeah. But I will say, I think that the surge of BDSM novels mm-hmm. kind of made way for a lot <clears throat> more adventurous sex scene writing yes. and everyday novels yes. like that don't utilize BDSM. Mm-hmm. I re- I'm here for the kinkier sex that I'm yes. seeing. Yes, I am too. The and past couple of years. We've talked about that. Like we both want it, but I want to see it more normalized, like yes, in the regular normalized. bedroom. Yes, it, like using it doesn't have sex to be toys in the dungeon. In a normal you know? situation. Yes. Using lube in a normal Let him, situation. Yeah, we like, like lube. We like we lube. We want the guys. lube. Bring out your sex Comfort toys. Bring out your important. lube. You know, put the candles on your sex wax and let's go. Yeah. But let's just do it in the bedroom or in the kitchen by the f- or in, yeah, in the exactly. living room there's by the so fire. Many ways it doesn't have to, to be in a sex dungeon. Yes, there's you know so many mean? ways to incorporate like kinkier, more adventurous yeah. sex that or maybe doesn't light have kink. To it doesn't be. have to be he's tying her up and torturing her sexually until she submits or whatever. You know. I think I also don't love the whole like alpha. Yeah, that's dom. what I mean. Like the dom like, that's just like master. Yes, dom. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, we are not into I'm, that. I would never. Or, you know. like, no, thank you. you. But no offense to anybody who loves it. Yeah, yeah. And I I think it's just, I think we're just kind of beyond those kinds of heroes. I think you and I have moved past it. I think we've just like, I would say that I normally would, and I still enjoy a good alpha hero. Oh my God, yes. But I enjoy the hero, the cinnamon roll hero who wears their emotions on their sleeve. Yes. So I think that's just like a personal preference, like evolution of right Mm -hmm. now I'm into, you know, more understanding and emotionally available guys. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) a little vulnerability is okay. We're good with that, you know. Okay. So my final one, my final one, and I have ranted on about this. Oh my gosh. This is the one big one lately. Mm -hmm. I do not like a plus size heroine who hates her own body. Yes. It annoys me. Yes. Me too. I do not like body shaming the Mm-mm. heroines. Mm-mm. It's a big no-no for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want body positivity. That doesn't mean that they can't, like, if the heroine wants to improve herself, mm-hmm. but she also doesn't, like, hate herself. Right. And, like, I've read so many books where the heroine is obviously very thin, but she's just like, but I have a fat ass. And I'm just like, Stop Oh, my it. God. Stop it. <laughs> Like, first of all, curvier body types are just in. Yeah, right they're now. in. Exactly. Um, so I, I guess in a way it kind of like dates the author. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but, and I think that also is just like, it goes back to we like the heroine who loves herself, you yes. know? And whether, what, no matter what she looks like, what, you know, she, she needs to yeah. be confident and feel good and about herself. I'm not saying a heroine shouldn't have insecurities. Well, of course not. Yeah. I mean, nobody's want perfect, internal conflict. But I also don't want but, somebody to literally hate themselves and need a hero to tell them that yeah. they are 
um, no, yes. sexy, yes, sexual yes. creatures, yes. Like no, you can be, <laughs> you can be sexual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I really don't love it, and yeah. I don't like. I, yeah. I just I want body positivity, and Definitely. I love one of the best books that I read in 2019 was Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. She was um, a plus size heroine who was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm hot. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, thank you. That one's so I'm good. I'm like, yes, thank you. Her can, and Red, they're so freaking amazing. Oh, I love Talia yes. Hibbert. Talia Hibbert's amazing. She is. And can I just tag along to this since you were talking about body shaming? We don't like shaming of any kind. Slut shaming. Oh, no. You know, you know yeah. let the modern woman be the modern woman. Yeah, if she, you know, wants, without if any she shame. wants to, you know, sleep around. <laughs> exactly. And that's why she I like to, to experiment. Call, that's why I like to call guys sluts, too. Ex- because oh, you know, we love calling him. guys sluts. Yeah. yeah. He's a slut. He's a. He's just a slut. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being a slut. So exactly. If you want to sexually experiment, yes. do it, baby. That's what that's what we're here for. Agreed. So. Agreed. <laughs> we love talking tropes. It's fun. Do. Oh my goodness, I love it. Thank y'all so much. And tomorrow, go check out our Instagram story, and we'll see which trope that yes. everyone voted for as the supreme trope. Check that out tomorrow. I'll be posting the results, and um, we will see you next Wednesday for our okay, next guys. regular episode. And stay tuned for a March mini. So be on the lookout. We'll just like pop that baby out with mm-hmm. no warning. Just yep. like we did this one. Yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little ATA.